During the last two broadcasts, we have been talking about grief, the grief that we experience over the loss of a loved one. We have said that grief is a life-shaking sorrow. It takes a person and shakes him from head to toes. It tears apart his life patterns. It says to him, things can never be the same in the future as they were in the past. Grief comes when we recognize that there must be radical change in our life experience. We saw that there are two kinds of grief. That grief is perfectly right when it's biblically expressed over the proper biblical matters. We must grieve over the right things and we must grieve in the right way. It is right to grieve over the loss of a loved one. The scriptures themselves make that clear in 1 Thessalonians 4.13 where Paul does not tell us not to grieve but he tells us that with the proper biblical information we can learn to grieve in a different way. So it's proper to grieve over the loss of a loved one but it is improper to grieve in a despairing way. The world that does not have hope despairs over the loss of loved ones. But the believer grieves not as others who have no hope because he does have hope. He has the hope that there is in Jesus Christ, the hope of eternal life, the hope of the resurrection of the dead, the hope of the resurrection of the body, the hope of a new life where there is neither pain nor sorrow nor tears nor even death itself, the hope of being with God forever and ever, which comes and is fulfilled through our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I'll tell you, grief is not the same for a believer then as it is for an unbeliever. Having hope in grief is what makes the difference. If you're not a believer and if you don't have hope, and you need to come to that God of all hope and find the hope that there is in Jesus Christ who came into this world to shed his blood in the place of sinners, to die on the cross bearing the penalty that they deserve for their sins so that everyone who trusts in him might have everlasting life and be sure of his eternal destiny. That's the hope that we're talking about when we talk about hope making a difference in grief. But then on the last broadcast, we talked about the emotion of grief not being a simple emotion. Rather, it is an emotion that very often is filled with complexity. It is mixed and mingled with other problems and other emotions. There are emotions that are aroused in us at death or at the loss of a loved one uh, that often involve anger, or involve fear, or involve guilt. If there has been a, a certain kind of relationship to that loved one which was tense and difficult, and that had never been ironed out, often deep senses of guilt may remain. If one is left behind at a time when he doesn't want to be left behind, he may be angry at God, or even angry at the loved one who went uh, through so quickly and so unexpectedly through an automobile accident, angry that he or she was not more careful about the way that he drives. Or it may be a matter of fear. Here I am, a lonely widow, not knowing which way to turn and not knowing how to take care of the future or the business. 
All of these things can be dealt with in Jesus Christ. He has answers to our sinful anger. He has answer to our guilt. He has an answer to our fears. He himself is the answer to each of these. And of course, in the word of God, those answers in specific ways are pointed out. But the point is that grief cannot be dealt with simply as a process that needs to be followed as Eric Lindemann and the grief work people would tell us. It is a matter of far more individual complexity than that. Each person must be dealt with individually to see the complex of emotions that well up together in him at a time like that from the various sources of difficulty uh, that they emerge. But now there are two factors in grief that we ought to recognize. Since grief is a life-shaking sorrow that says the future can never be the same as it was in the past, then there must be change. Grief comes at a time when change is essential and change must take place. The future cannot be the same now that John is dead and gone. The future cannot be the same with him no longer in the house, with his paycheck not coming in week by week and only now some kind of survivor's benefit coming. The future cannot be the same when only one person sits down to the table and the other chair is empty. The future cannot be the same when a word of comfort or cheer is needed and there's nobody to give it in the bed alongside at night. No, things have got to be different when there's the loss of a close loved one. There must be change. And that is what takes place during the process of grief. It is a process of change in which the old patterns are disorganized. The old ways of living come apart. The old ways of doing things must be broken down. And new ways, new reorganization of one's life must take place. This is the opportunity for a Christian, an opportunity to re-examine every phase and every aspect and every part of his life so that he may now in the future so reorganize his life that the future life which he lives is more pleasing to Jesus Christ than even the past one. If there must be change, and there must in a period of grief, then let us see to it that these new changes that take place are changes that are consciously made in order to honor Jesus Christ. So that as Colossians 3, 5 and 3, 12 tell us, we must put off the old ways and we must put on the new ways. And that, of course, is the key to making grief an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to honor Jesus Christ, an opportunity to develop such a radical change in our lives that we can really serve him as we never have in years past. A person in the death of another can really die, as Colossians 3, 5 says, to his old ways as well. And he can come to newness of life, to new ways that so honor the Lord Jesus Christ that his future life can be a great joy and a great blessing and a great honor to that Lord. Are you grieving right now? Maybe not. Who knows whether you won't be three weeks from now or even two. Death can come suddenly and unexpectedly. When that time of grief rolls around, 
when that loved one is taken away so swiftly and so unexpectedly, will you know how to grieve? Or will you be like C.S. Lewis who said, if someone had only told me, I've been telling you during these last three broadcasts, I've been telling you that God expects you to grieve, but not as others who have no hope. Indeed, in this period of grief, you can so turn the loss to an asset that your whole future life can be affected for good, to so newly honor Jesus Christ by the new patterns that must be developed that your life will become a deep blessing. Lord, help us where sin and its effects abound to see grace more abound, even in grief. For Christ's sake we pray, amen.